beast called born for this. So before we dig in, I just want to pray. Father, we just want to thank you so much for your word this morning. We want to thank you that your word is living and active. We want to thank you, Father, that you want to restore unto us who we are in you, our identity, our true identity in you this morning, oh Father God. And even as it's been a thread throughout uh, the, the transition and baby dedication, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you will just come and do your work and complete that which you have started. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So last week, Annette started us off, and she was really looking at the importance of identity. And she was looking at how there's so many things that want to define who we are. And so she started off by saying, what is the truth about me? Who am I really? You know, And, and painting that great picture that if we don't know who we are, we're going to allow a whole lot of other things to, to sort of um, give us that identity to tell us who we are whether it is the television, whether it is what people say about us, whether it is the movies that we watch, we can draw our identity from so many things. But it's important for us to go back to our original maker and really know who we are because who we are will determine the lifestyle that we live. It will really determine the destiny that we live. And if God, if we, we're supposed to live out what God has called us to live out, it's important that we need to know how God has made us. Okay? So this morning we're going to look at out with the old and in with the new. Where we're really going to look at who we are now in Christ. And Annette ended off with 2 Corinthians 5.17. My next slide there. Which says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We are a new creation. So we need to recognize that in Christ, I haven't just changed my outside, but I've become a completely new creation as God had intended me to be. Yeah. And for us to, to understand this new creation, we need to understand that um, there, there's something that happens in our spirit once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And it's something so powerful. It's something so powerful. It's not just a, yes, I've accepted Jesus Christ, but there is a regeneration taking place in who I am as a person. Okay? So the old man is dead, and we are now a new creation. And it's not enough to just know it. It's not enough. You know, sometimes we make confessions. This is what the word of God says. But we need to live it out. We need to believe it and we need to live it out. Yeah? And that's how we're going to attain to what God has called us to, to, to really attain. Ephesians 4 verse 22 to, 20, to 24 reads as follows. It says, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, sometimes it's possible, yeah, actually a lot of times, to say, I'm a child of God, I'm a born again, but to still think 
and do things like the world does. So here Paul was, was telling the church in Ephesus. He was saying that now that you are in Christ, you need to be different from when you were before you were in Christ. So you need to take off the old man and put on the new man. Yeah, Take off the old clothes and put on new clothes in Christ. So that we can see and you can be shown to be a righteous person and a holy person. Okay, So righteousness and holiness needs to flow from us. It needs to be a part of who we are. It needs to stand out. Because this is what God has called us to be. And for us to be able to put on the new man, because sometimes it's like, how do I put on the, the new man? Is it like the, 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 the armor of God? Or is it like putting him on when I come to church and then after church I'm a completely different person? How does this process really work? We need to, to understand how we are made, what our makeup really is as people. And you'll see there, um, I put a diagram of who we are as people. You can see right in the center, there's the spirit. And then you can see that there's the mind, I mean the soul that consists of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And then you've got your body, which is bone, flesh, and blood. Yeah. So this is what comprises a human being. So if you think that all there is to you is the body, you know, because we need to understand that we are spirit beings with a soul and we live in a body. So some people believe that I am a person, I'm a body with a spirit. So whichever you emphasize on will, will cause you to decide who you are. So some people emphasize more on the body. They say, I am this person. So Who you are is defined by what you look like. So then we spend a lot of time working on this body. So you go to the gym to make sure you got the muscles. You need to look good. The way you cut your hair, you spend hours grooming yourself in the morning. The makeup must be perfect, isn't it? You buy the latest clothes, you know, And, and not just the latest clothes, but good brands. Because the body is very important. You watch how you eat. You, you just make sure that you take care of this physical body. Because this is who you are. No? And, and, and we can be in God, but focus on the body. And be more, more obsessed with the body and how we look. So we watch music videos and movies and all this, and we, we want to be like those people, you know. We, we, we look at what is the, the latest look, and we're defined by how we look. We're defined by what we dress. We're defined by, by how we look on the outside. Even coming to church. Some people take hours just deciding on what dress to wear, what outfit to wear this morning, Yeah? Why? Because the, the outside is very, very important. Yeah? But if you realize that you're a spirit, and that the spirit is more important than the body, you'll focus more on the spirit. You'll spend a lot more time feeding your spirit, 
a lot more time spending time with the Lord, spending time in the word, um, just being in that place where you just want to grow in your spirit, you, your, your budget. Yeah. Go, most of your money goes to revive us. <laughs> Because you're busy writing, uh, buying books on how to grow in God. You're buying videos and, and, and you're listening to sermons, you know. So most of your money doesn't go to the clothing budget. <laughs> yeah? And so you really focus more on building the spirit. And it's so amazing that sometimes you, you find ladies that can spend six hours getting hair braided. Six hours, yeah, getting hair braided, but can't even spend just 20 minutes a day reading the Bible. Yeah, but when it comes to hair, early in the morning, running to the salon to get the hair done, it's so important. Hmm? But, but can't do that. With the word of God. Yeah? So we, we need to understand that the spirit is really more important. And we need to feed it a lot more. And so the new man will come as we allow our spirit to grow. So just back to the diagram. So the, the spirit is what comes directly from God. It is really, it is where God communicates. When he communicates with us, he communicates directly to our spirit. That's why the Bible says the man without the spirit cannot understand the things of God because they're dis- spiritually discerned. So it's so important that we, we, we really um, connect and allow our spirit to be open to God. But before Christ... We need to recognize that our spirit is dead before him. We are basically just living in the, in the area of the flesh and the soul. Yeah? And we're ruled by the flesh. And we all know that the flesh is, is not a good thing. Yeah? The flesh has fallen. It's full of sin. And all it desires is the opposite of Christ. It's the opposite of God. So before Christ, you can move to the next slide. Before Christ, the old man that we were was living by the flesh. And you can read in Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21, which explains the things of the flesh. Like sexual immorality, idolatry, and all these sins that are happening in the world. This is the way of the flesh, and this is the old man. This is what the old man desires and wants to do all the time. So we are led by the flesh. Yeah? And also the soul. We, 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 we focus more on what we understand, what, 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 how do we perceive things, and our emotions. Yeah? We allow our emotions to rule. So you do what you want, how you want, when you feel like it. So whatever it is that I want to do, I just do. Whatever makes you happy, you just do. But once we get saved, the spirit comes alive. And we need to feed it so that it's stronger than the flesh. The spirit comes alive, connects to God. And now we live by the spirit and not the flesh. But the important thing to note is that when we get saved... It is the spirit that comes alive. 
But our soul and our body or our flesh still needs to catch up. It takes time. It takes time for your soul to want to do the things of God. It takes time for this flesh to submit to God. So it's a journey and it's a process. And that's why it's important to feed the spirit. That's why you can get saved. And maybe some of you remember when you got saved. Um, you went back home and the same problems were facing you. And, and you couldn't really experience much change. You knew something changed inside, but you were still experiencing maybe rage, uh, like, like fits of anger when you get angry or when somebody disappoints you, or you, you still just had an urge to do things that you know are not godly. Right? Because the old nature still needs to catch up with what happened in the spirit. And depending on how much we yield ourselves to God, it can either take very fast or it can go very slowly. And that's why it's so important that for us to put on this new man, we need to feed the spirit. The spirit in us needs to grow and grow and grow. And that's why we emphasize discipleship so much. Because we know if somebody comes to the altar and they say, I accept the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't matter how many tears there are and all that, if they don't get tools yeah, to grow the spirit, it's only a matter of time before that flesh starts whispering and saying, this thing it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, Look at this problem, it's still here. You said it was going to be, uh, I mean, they promised you. Once Jesus comes into your life, all your problems will be gone. But they're still here. Finances haven't come through. <laughs> You're still waiting. Yeah? And waiting and waiting. That job that you're trusting the Lord for, you're still waiting. Yeah? The poverty is still there. It's still facing you. Yeah? So it's not, everything doesn't just happen instantly like this. But it's a journey with God that as he sanctifies us, we become more like him and we grow into the image that he has created us to, to grow into. So the flesh is really, the focus is more on the lust, of, uh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. It was always what I wanted and how I want to live my life. But when you come into Christ, it's, it's a different lifestyle in that the spirit is ruling yeah. Our identity in Christ is that we are led by the Spirit. We are ruled by the Spirit. And we, 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 we um, show the fruit of the Spirit. There needs to be something that comes out of us. It's not a put-on thing. It's not a put-on thing. Yeah? It's something that comes from the inside to the outside. Where... People look and they say, I can see it. There's patience, there's kindness, there's love, there's gentleness, there's peace in this person. Because the spirit of God is in them. And this is not something where we choose. Because some people are like, I'm not a very patient person. I'm just not a joyful person. I'm more like a melancholic. That's my personality type. So I, I, I tend to be a lot more depressed than normal people and a lot more deep thinker. But the fruit of the Spirit is what the Bible says. 
So we can't pick. You know, sometimes people say it's fruits, so you can have one or two. No, it's the fruit of the Spirit. So it all needs to show. And where we are weak, we need to ask God to help us in those areas. And sometimes there are things that happen in our lives that really teach us to be patient. Yeah, where we are not patient. There are things that happen where we're waiting for, for a long time for things to happen. But God is saying, but I have joy in the situation. So I can't allow myself to get frustrated by the things that are happening around me. Because the word of God says, I've got the joy of the Lord. So in every situation, I need to choose joy and not frustration. The world will say, you need to be frustrated. You need to be agitated. You need to be stressed. And then sickness comes with the stuff. Yeah, There's a reason why the Bible says we need to be at peace and full of joy. Because it helps your body. If you're stressing all the time, you're not functioning properly. So it's, it's really important that, that we, 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 we look at what the word says about who we are as a new creation in Christ. And live that out. Desire to live that out. And not just say, no, no, this is for some people. Or this is not who I am. Or I'm struggling in this area. Maybe it will come later. But really to allow God, as, as his word washes us every day, if we make that time to allow the word of God to wash us, yeah, make that 30 minutes, 20 minutes to stay in the word and read, that is how we constantly will be transformed. And this is how the spirit is growing. There's this guy who, who used to have like a, a fight, you know, like a... Um, he used to, to have two dogs and then he'll take them out to the market to battle each other out. And then people will bet which dog is going to win. But these were his dogs. yeah. So every time he'll come and bring them, they're bo- both big dogs. And then he'll say, I'll, I'll put my money on this dog. And then people will start betting, betting, betting. And obviously, wherever he put his money, the dog always wins. And then it was like, and then people were like, how come you always know which dog is going to win? And the guy was like, it's simple. Yeah. I know which dog is going to win based on which dog I feed. <laughs> yeah. So when he's at home, he feeds the one dog <laughs> more than the other one. So the other one will be weak when it's time for the challenge. He knows which one is going to win. And it's the same with us. Yeah. If we feed the spirit, the spirit is going to be stronger. But if we're feeding the flesh, the flesh is going to be stronger. Yeah. So if all I'm interested in is watching things that do not edify, sitting with people that are gossiping and talking negative stuff, watching stuff that is constantly negative and anti-God. You know, sometimes we say, no, I just want to watch so that I know how to argue. Okay? Okay? It's fine if you pray and you, and you want to watch so that you know how to argue. But sometimes people get carried away and then they start believing the opposite of what God says. Now, now you are listening to atheist arguments and before you know it, you're like, oh yeah, but that actually makes sense. You know? So we need to watch and guard ourselves. Know what, what are your weaknesses? Yeah? Because 
I won't go into a place where I know I'm weak. It's going to feed the flesh in me that wants to come out. Yeah? And I'm in a process where I want the spirit of God to reign in me. So the flesh and the spirit are constantly fighting against each other. They're fighting. And if you could just go to the next slide, I want to read that. Where it says that, um, there's a, so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh craves what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're opposed to one another so that you do, do not do what you want. Yeah? So there is a battle between the flesh and the spirit. It's there. It's fighting. And the mind is there in the middle trying to make a decision. So your flesh is informing your mind and your spirit is informing your, your mind. And then you exercise your willpower to decide what you will choose. So, for example, you set your alarm for 3 o'clock in the morning to pray. Intercede. Yeah? This is my time to pray for family. When that alarm goes off, the Spirit is saying, Son, it's time to wake up. It's that time for your appointment which you made with the Lord. And the flesh is saying, Oh, man. It's even raining outside. It just Those drops just feel so good. Let's just sleep for another 30 minutes. I'm, I'm just going to sleep lightly. The alarm is not even on snooze. You stopped it and you're just going to sleep lightly. And you're like, oh. And then the spirit is saying, no, wake up, wake up. This is the time. It's an appointment with the Lord. But then the flesh is saying, no, just sleep a bit longer. In fact, you can do it lunchtime. <laughs> lunchtime is also a good time to pray. Or this afternoon after work. So then you have to stand and exercise your willpower and decide what are you going to choose. Okay? So you can choose to follow the Spirit and say, No, I made a commitment with the Lord. I'm going to get up and I'm going to start praying. Or... You can choose to say, okay, I'll do it lunchtime. And then you go back to sleep. And that is just, it's, it's amazing how God has created us. Yeah? He, he's given us his spirit. We've, we've got a body that senses and, and all this stuff. But in the end, we need to decide. Yeah? And he has given us that free will to make a decision. Because sometimes we just think if it's something of the spirit, I'll just feel like doing it. Yeah? When the alarm goes on at three o'clock, I jump up and go rabashita. I'm starting in tongues and, and I'm already there. <laughs> now, there's some people like that. Maybe they're just wired like that. Yeah? <laughs> but for the most of us, it takes discipline. And it often takes that, that heart to, to decide, that willpower to say, I am going to do this or I'm not going to do this. So, yeah, um, there is a battle and we need to recognize that this thing is constantly fighting and the battlefield is really in the mind. Um, Where your new nature comes in, where your new man comes in, 
is highly dependent on how you think about who you are, what's happening, the thoughts that are happening up here. So that's why it's so important. Um, even in the Bible, it says in Romans, if you can just put that scripture up, I think it's there. The next one. Romans 12 verse 20, where it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by... Is it Romans, Romans 2, sorry, 2.20, yeah. Romans 12 verse 1 and 2. Sorry about that. It speaks about how we should not conform to the patterns of this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. The spirit is renewed. It's God's spirit. It's there. It's open. Yeah. But the soul and the body still needs to catch up. And in your soul, you've got the mind. That, that is where you have to battle out things. And a lot of the times, we struggle to put on the new man, man because of what's happening in our mind. And depending on how much we allow the word of God to wash us, it will, it will show um, whether our mind is going to be stronger in the negative side of things, where the enemy is ruling, or whether it's going to be stronger in the spiritual side of things. Whether we're going to choose the spirit or whether we're going to choose the flesh. So we need to understand that constantly God is speaking to us. Even though we don't always hear him, we have to tune in. And the enemy is also whispering. And even you are speaking to yourself. Constantly. Yeah. So we need to, to make sure that our minds are really armed with the word of God. As we're reading the word, our spirit is edified and it affects how we think as well. Yeah? Our minds are renewed the more we take in the word. But if we don't take in the word, I'm telling you, there's so many things that steal from our time in a day. So many things that will keep us busy as long as we're not reading the Bible. And the Bible is the one thing that really exists to, to help cleanse us so that we can think God's thoughts after ourselves. And being, putting on the new man really, really um, <laughs> comes when we allow our minds to start thinking like God after ourselves. We, we can't think differently. So we can only think like God no, about ourselves if we read God's word to us. When the enemy came to Jesus and tried to tempt him, he was able, Jesus was able to say, it is written, it is written, it is written. Over and over and over again. Yeah. So when negative, when, when thoughts come that are not of God, number one, we need to recognize they're not of God. We can only recognize they're not of God if we know God's word. Yeah. If we don't know what God's word is, then we can't recognize these thoughts as contrary to God's word. 
And when they're, when they're not God's word, when they're negative thoughts, then we need to start speaking the opposite based on what God's word is saying. And we can only speak what God's word is saying if we know God's word. Now, the Bible is so full of who we are in Christ now. As a clip, we're saying, let me introduce you to who you are now. This is who you are now. It's full. There's so many, so many verses that speak about us. And I know when we had the fast, we were focusing on Ephesians and there were confession sheets that people could read through to say, this is who I am in Christ. Yeah? And so, um, when we, let me just catch myself here. Yeah, so it's really, really important to, to get our minds transformed by the word of God. There's a Chinese proverb, um, if you could just put it on there, um, which says, be careful of your thoughts, for your thoughts become your words. Be careful of your words, for your words become your actions. Hmm? Be careful of your actions, for your actions become your habits. Be careful of your habits, for your habits become your character. Be careful of your character, for your character becomes your destiny. Because your character becomes who you are, and that forms your destiny. So we need to be careful about what's happening here in our minds. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. What you're thinking here, what you're full here, is what you're going to speak out. And when you start speaking it out, you start living it out. You're prophesying your destiny. So if it's negative, then it's anti-God. If it's positive, then it's what God, based on God's word. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. Because there's a lot of mind teaching out there that's teaching you how to think positively, which is putting you in the center of everything. Yeah? Stuff like the secret and all that stuff, it's focusing on the power of the mind to think positively so that you can, you can basically attract what you're thinking about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the mind coming and aligning itself with what God is saying, what God's word is saying about who we are in him. Yeah? So it's so important to, to just be able to distinguish between the two. And, and as, as, as we allow God to, to really um, work in us, as the spirit, the spirit is ruling, the mind comes under the will of the spirit. Yeah? But if your flesh is ruling, your mind will be controlled by your flesh. And often by other things like demons and all sorts of things. Because you're, you're into your flesh, you're allowing, you're opening doors for demonic activity. Yeah? So we really need to allow the, just the spirit to rule. And um, as I was saying... In terms of um, transforming the mind, we transform our mind by setting our mind on things above and not things of this world. 
Because first of all, the word of God says that we are seated in heavenly places. We are seated with Christ Jesus. So if I believe I'm seated with Christ Jesus, I believe that I'm here, I'm on an assignment here on earth, but I'm here to represent heaven. So I need to agree with what heaven is saying and with what heaven is doing right now. And I can only do that if I'm constantly in alignment with God and allowing the spirit of God to actually lead me. Yeah. The word of God, the spirit of God, constantly. Then if we set our minds on the things of this world, we're going to be worldly Christians. We're going to have the old nature. But if we set our minds on things of, of above, we're going to, we're going to be true Christians. Yeah? It's amazing how two people can get saved and they grow at different paces or one grows and the other one doesn't. Because the one is hungry and desperate for the things of God and the other one is like coming to church, hearing the word, but just going back home and more interested in how they live the natural life. Just here on earth. There's no focus on what does God really call me to do, but more focus on how can I make my life happen here on earth? Yeah. How can I create who I am? How can I make myself a better person? How can I, how can I shine? How can I get more people to get to know me? How can I become famous? You know? So that is more the focus. And, and the desire is really more to be a star. And not necessarily to glorify God. And even as I was preparing this, um, I really just sense that God wants to remove the stuff in us that is really keeping him from um, making us who he's called us to be in, t- in, in terms of allowing us to yield to him as God. Yeah? Because we need to be on the altar and allow him to define us. And allow him to call us forth. And allow him to lead us. And sometimes we say that with our mouths. But our hearts are far from it. Because of the, the desires that we have. But until we come to that place where we say, God, everything, everything, take everything. No. We, we cannot live out what God has called us to be. And... And it's, it's really just important that we yield and we give everything over to him. But really, this thing of the mind, we, we need to watch what we allow in. Yeah? What we're feeding our minds, whether it's with our eyes, with our ears, with our nose, with our speech, we need to watch what's going on here. And sometimes, I mean, even I myself, I find myself having negative thoughts, either about the future or about somebody. And if your spirit is strong, it catches us quickly and says, what are you thinking? Why are you thinking that? And then you can say, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be thinking that. Or you could just say, oh, well, but it's true, it's true. And you start thinking more and more, stuff like that. But it's just important that we really allow God to, to God's word to to transform our mind and the way we think. 
so that we can live out this new man he has called us to be. And the new man is really different from the old man. And because this new man shows Christ. So when, when I know the word of God and I know I'm a new creation, I know I can stand and I can start speaking who I am in Christ when things are happening or when, when I'm just living my life. You know, when, when there's an urge for corruption, I can stand and say, no, I am righteous. I am holy. I am chosen. I've got a destiny. God has called me for such a time as this. I am blessed and I'm not living under a curse. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Every word that rises up against me, I will, I will refuse. Yeah. Um, there's so many scriptures that speak about the fact that God has called us to prosper, to move forward, to not be held back by situations. So when we remember those verses, and you don't have to, to remember the, 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 the scriptural references. Just know what the word says about you and speak it over yourself and believe it when you speak. You know, because sometimes we're there with the word and we're so nervous. We're saying, I'm the head and not the tail. Do you believe that you're the head and not the tail? Yeah? Because if you believe and you speak it like you believe it, it's going to happen. Yeah? But if, if you don't believe it, chances are it's not going to happen. It's like casting out a demon and you're scared of the demon and you're saying, in the name of Jesus, come out. And it can see. You don't have the authority. You're not exercising it. It's not going to come out. It's going to tease you. Yeah? So even with the confession of scripture, as we're reading it and we're speaking it under, over ourselves, we need to do it with faith and believe. And sometimes you have to shout it out. You have to scream it out. Do whatever you need to do to get it into your spirit. But believe it. Believe what the word says about us today. That we are called out to be a holy people. We are separated. We are different in this world. We are peculiar. We are God's chosen vessels. We are victors and not victims. We are here to represent God. We've got the power of God living inside of us. Yeah? And our words have creative power. We don't need to be struggling with addictions year after year after year. You can exercise your willpower and say, today you are defeated. Because that's who I was then. This is not who I am today. Yeah? We don't need to be struggling with the same things over and over and over. We can stand up and say, God, I am your child. I'm here to reflect your glory. So let your glory shine through me. Amen. Let's stand up and pray. Yes, Lord. Mm. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just want to thank you this morning. We want to thank you, Lord, that you have called us and raised us up for such a time as this, Father God. We want to thank you, Lord, that we are a new creation in you, Father God. And you're constantly sanctifying us and cleaning us 
to become whole in our body, to become whole in our spirit, to become whole in our soul, Father God, to be the people that you've always dreamed of when you said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, Lord Jesus. And Father, this morning, we just want to say, God, we want to yield to you and your process, and we want to take hold of all that you've made available for us, oh, Father God, where we've been settling for less, oh, Father God, and and battling the, the flesh and the spirit and giving into the flesh, we say no more, Father God, where we've been coming to church religiously, Father God, because it's a duty that we need to fulfill, Father, and 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 and. and and our flesh is ruling our lives, we say no, Father God. Lord, this morning we ask that your spirit will rule in us, oh Father God, and we will rule and reign as kings and queens with Christ Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that we take on the new nature. We believe who we are in you now today, and we will not allow anything else to define us. Father, this morning we thank you that there is freedom in Christ. There is freedom in Christ to live the life that you've called us to live. And every addiction is falling to the ground right now in the name of Jesus. We will not make excuses. We will not make excuses for the areas in which we are living that are not holy and pleasing to you, Father God. But we will allow you to come and make us whole in those areas. Lord, I thank you this morning that we can walk freely. I really, I just sense the Lord is setting some people free this morning. You've been carrying stuff that you've just been thinking it is impossible. It's only unique to you. You're the only one who has this burden. And there have been even times when you tried to get free from it. And you just stopped trying. And the Lord is saying, just surrender that thing today. Just surrender it to Him. And allow Him to heal. Allow Him to take that away from you. Don't give up. Hope is not lost this morning. Hope is not lost, says the Lord. I'm healing. I'm delivering right now. Father, we thank you for that. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.